Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to our online internet church service. I'm so happy that you're here, and I believe today that the Holy Spirit will cause the Word of God to be made alive and quickened to you so that you can receive your daily bread straight from heavenly headquarters. Praise God. Now, let's take our Bibles and go today to Psalm 115. And let's take a look at verse 14. We're going to receive the holy tithes and offerings. We're going to bring them into the storehouse of God. But I want you to understand something that's very important about your finances. Praise God. This is good. I want to show you how to step into verse 14. Psalm 115, and this will be verse 14. Now it says, May the Lord give you increase. Now, if it had stopped there, the Word of God had stopped there, that would be good, but it doesn't. It says, May the Lord give you increase more and more. Well, if it said, May the Lord give you increase more, we would be shouting hallelujah, and that would be true. But my friends, there's more than that. May the Lord give you increase more and more. You and your children. Woo, praise God. So this blessing from the Lord is intended by God to be generational, multi-generational to you, to your children, to your grandchildren, and that you leave a legacy. Praise God. Well, Pastor Stephen, I like that. I like that increase that just keeps on going more and more. How can I connect with a blessing like that? Well, let me say this. This is the way that God works. When you go to your job, whatever that job is, maybe you have your own business, or maybe you work for a, a company or a corporation, and you like your job, you love your job, but you have to understand that when you get a paycheck, that paycheck is not just a paycheck to meet your need. Because if it were, then we would be very limited in how far we could go in life. Now remember, money's not important to some people, but the moment you have a dream, the moment you have a vision, the moment you see beyond your own needs and see the potential to want to bless others, suddenly money becomes very important. So how can you get into that overflow? How can you get into that increase of more and more if your paycheck doesn't allow you to? Okay, so here is God's design for your job. Your job is designed to do two things. Number one, it's designed to meet need. Let's say, for example, that you work at McDonald's, which is, you know, employs thousands and thousands of people, and you work at McDonald's, and maybe you make minimum wage, maybe you make a little bit more, and, you know, at the end of the year, all said and done, Let's say you're going to make, you know, twenty-two dollars or $24,000. And you may think, well, you know, I made $24,000, but, uh, you know, I, I'd like to have a house. I'd like to own my own home. And so, you know, how can I ever step into that with, a, with an income that would be on that type of a level? Ah, look, it doesn't matter if your income is $24,000. It doesn't matter if your income is $24,000, not just a year, but let's say per month. That paycheck is not only there to meet need, but it's also there to give you seed. Woo! 
Hallelujah. And if you only view your job as a job that gives you a paycheck to meet your need, then you have misunderstood God's purpose for that job. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm a fireman. Well, that's good. But that check as a fireman is not just there so that your whole life is wrapped. Uh, it's not supposed to be wrapped up in that paycheck. And, you know, you can't ever touch anything beyond the, the power of that paycheck. Whether you're a scientist, where you're a teacher or an engineer, that that paycheck that you get from that job was never meant by God to uh, be the thing that generates a sole source of income or blessing for your life. Okay, so that paycheck is there for two main reasons. Number one, to meet need, and number two, to give you seed. Woo! Because it's the sowing of seed that gives you the potential and the empowerment to go beyond what the McDonald's salary is paying you. Or to go beyond what the engineering, uh, you know, uh, paycheck gives to you, or the teacher's paycheck, or whatever it might be. Praise God. You know, there's uh, one particular church I've ministered to at uh, multiple times. I know the pastor pretty well. He's a good man. He's a real good man. And I, I really like his associate pastor, who's a lot younger. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too long ago, just a couple of years ago, that the associate pastor was working at Starbucks. And at that time, he was making $9 an hour working at Starbucks. But this is what he understood that a lot of people don't understand. That your paycheck, whether it's from Starbucks or whether it's from IBM, okay, your paycheck that you're getting is there not just to meet your need, because trust me, there are some jobs, if that's all it is just to meet your need, you're going to be tied down for the rest of your life. You're never going to be able to fly or do some great things, okay? But he understood the paycheck was more than that. It will help him meet the needs, and he can take some, not a lot, because there's not a lot in that, but to him it was a lot, and he could take some and use it as seed. Now, he's tithing, but the tithe belongs to the Lord, but outside of the tithe, he would also take money and use it as seed, okay? And, you, you know, you, when you're getting uh, your sole income at that time was from Star for him was at Starbucks, you know, you've only got so much to work with, okay? But it's not what you have, it's what you do with it. So, he kept sowing and sowing. He would always tithe when he gave his check, but he would, he would also take extra and just sow. And then he would just work and volunteer to do all kinds of things at the church for free, just helping and doing this and doing that. I'm talking everything from cleaning toilets to, you know, helping with the youth to helping in any way he could with groundwork on the property and just doing all of this. He's a real nice guy. I've talked to him before. But um, he went from making Okay, so, uh, you know, he was making $9 an hour. They didn't give him full time. So I think he was maybe working like 30, 33 or something like that hours a week. But so he's making about $350 a week. So if you multiply that times four, you know, he's, he's making about $1,500 a month. Wow, isn't that interesting? But right now, today, today, right now, he's making... He's making over $300,000 a month, not a year, <laughs> a month. <laughs> Woo, praise the Lord. I, I know I've been there. And so I, 
I've seen the testimony and I've seen the proof. When I was actually last there at the church, you know, ministering for the pastor in, you know, a wonderful church, had a great time. He, the assistant pastor, had just bought a new Ferrari, and I went over to see his Ferrari, and it was brand it was brand new, but you know, he didn't like the stock wheels that came with the tire, you know, came with the car. So, you know, it's just, it's just the basic generic, you know, it's a, what, a $350,000 car, but he doesn't like the stock wheels. Those are, those are cheap. Those aren't good enough. So he, he was having the, the wheels swapped out and was getting some real high-end rims or wheels uh, to make it look the way he thought it should look. So uh, that's what he was doing at that time. But, you know, he was, he was the biggest giver. I'm sure he still is today in the church, just a heavy weight giver. So what he learned from his days, which just it was a few years ago at Starbucks of making $9 an hour, that his check that he got was not just to meet need. That's the way a lot of people view their check. And it could be a real temptation to settle in me- mediocrity. For some of you, if you think your check, oh, Pastor Stephen, I'm making $90,000 a year, so I'm, I'm, really, I'm really shooting the moon now. Uh, that's small stuff in God's eyes. I'm not saying that's not a blessing. And I'm not saying a million dollars a year or something like that is not a blessing. I'm just saying there's realms of glory. There's realms of financial glory God can take you in where you just keep climbing like a rocket. I mean, you, you are going from more to more to more. God said, I'll increase you more and more and more. I mean, this is the God level, okay? How do you get into that? You have to view your, your, your paycheck that you're getting from your job not as your sole source, because if you did, for some of you, that could be discouraging. For others, you, for others, you, it may be a temptation to want to settle. Oh, I'll just, you know, earn this for the rest of my life, you know. But God's got much bigger things for you. So you have to look at your paycheck as God's blessing for you to meet your needs, but also for you to sow seeds. Woo! Praise the Lord, okay? And so when you start doing that, you start tithing, and you just start sowing. You start sowing. You're really living to give. Pastor Stephen, I'm, I'm living to make an income. Uh, not me. I'm living to sow seed. I'm living to sow seed. Why? I want to go beyond my income. If you want to go beyond your income, stop looking at your job as just, this is, my, this is what I do for a living. No, start looking at what you do for a living as giving. That's how you break into the realms of dream world financial. Woo, praise God. That's where God wants to take you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And let me say this to those of you that are fasting. Today is day number 18 of our 21-day liquid fast. Woohoo! Glory to God. I know we're getting close to the end of the finish line. I, I know some of you were concerned about us fasters. Oh, Pastor Stephen, I'm so concerned you're all going to die within the first week. You're going to starve. Well, nobody has starved. Nobody has died. Everybody's fine. Uh, actually, everybody is healthier, I would uh, believe now, than what they were when they started. So it's a good thing. But the main thing is we're, we're praying. We're, we're fasting. We're praying. We're seeking God. And and God is hearing those prayers. But let me say this just for a moment to those of you that are fasting. Whenever you complete an extended time of consecration, something like a 21-day fast or, you know, something lengthy like that, when you conclude your fast, which is really in a sense a sacrifice, uh, you, you want to do that by pulling the whole thing together, sow a seed. And particularly when we do it at the beginning of the year, uh, it gives the opportunity to get a, a, a beginning of the year first fruit offering in. So when you complete your time of consecration, 
I would highly encourage you to present that whole package to the Lord of your fasting and and your prayers and all of that completed and wrapped up with a sacrificial seed sow it unto the Lord praise God hallelujah thank you Jesus and that's how you get into the more and more levels of increase and that's what me and Kelly will be doing as we conclude you know the corporate 21 day fast when the the moment it's concluded and we take communion and it's a wrap there's a seed uh, that will be going to the spiritual mentor that's in our lives so I you know this is this is how you live you don't live by just trying to make a living off off your paycheck no that's for that's for meet your needs and also so that you have the ability to sow seed because it's the seed that produces the harvest and takes you way beyond what you know some jobs could ever treat you hallelujah and those are good jobs uh, you know those those are you know good jobs that can be a, a great blessing for where you're at right now but God doesn't want you to be there 10 years from now God doesn't want you to be in that same place five years from now where you work for a company for 40 years and you retire and at the end of all of that you get a little bitty Mickey Mouse watch with a little Mickey Mouse on it or something like that you know cost $50 that's that, that's not where what God had intended for you those are people that lived their whole life earning a living uh, so they could just exist they never knew that that living that they're earning is to give them seed whoo praise God but you know the truth and this is how you come into it may the Lord give you increase more and more you and your children so if children will operate these principles the laws work regardless of age regardless of skin color regardless of where you live at in the world it's irrelevant to the covenant the covenant will kick in and will start working if you work it praise God and also as parents as you live this your, your children see it and they'll begin to emulate your practices and those blessings will begin to come down the generational line hallelujah praise God thank you father now father I thank you for your people as they're tithing and they're sowing seed father I just thank you that this year this year by the time the year is completed for many of them their financial portfolio their financial picture is going to be almost completely unrecognizable from the way it is right now I thank you father they're going to be in such realms of abundance that it will be almost completely unrecognizable from where you're taking them from now to where they're going to be at within 12 months or 11 months so father we give you all of the praise because you're a mighty God and this is a year of great lifting up we give you all of the praise in Jesus name there's a miracle anointing in the atmosphere right now just receive so father we give you praise in Jesus name we all agree around the world and say amen Woo! praise God now let's honor the Lord let's be hearers and doers of the Word of God let's bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of God for those of you that prefer to mail them in please send your tithes and offerings to Stephen Brooks International P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. The zip code here is 28654. If you would like to bring them in online, you can do so day or night, 24-7, regardless of where you live in the earth, because it's very safe and secure. Please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage, Tides and Offerings, Sword Reap, and you can go there right now and bring them in. We also have a header on our website called 
projects. And if you want to click on that projects link, you'll see two current projects that we're focused on at this time. And if you would like to sow into that as well, that would be an extended blessing to the ministry. Praise God. So Father, we thank you for increase more and more for your people and for their children. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen. I tell you, when you begin to progress on through life, the financial well-being of your children becomes more important to you. And also, also, even for your grandchildren. Praise God. And that's very, very biblical. All right, let's jump in to now today's message. Let's go over to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9. We're going to talk today about doing the impossible. Now, Mark chapter 9 really reveals how to step into the power, the miracle working ability of God is very clearly laid out before us. We're going to ask God to allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate these scriptures so that this anointing can touch our lives as well. Heavenly Father, as we go into Mark chapter 9, we ask, O oh God, that the anointing to do the impossible would be released, that your Holy Spirit would breathe life into these scriptures. We thank you, Father, that there be fresh oil flowing, revelation coming down from heaven, empowerment from heaven to do the things that you have called your people to do. We thank you for the mighty help and ministry of your Holy Spirit. We receive his help now. In Jesus' name, we all agree and say, Amen. Mark chapter 9, verse 15. Immediately when they saw him, that would be Jesus, all the people were greatly amazed. Why? Why, why, why is it that they could look at a man and just suddenly be greatly amazed? Okay, he just came down the mountain from the transfiguration experience, and the glory of God was all over him. It was on his face. There was an illuminosity that was about him, and they, they were stunned by it. They could see the glory of God on him. This year, may the glory of the Lord be seen, be seen on you. Praise God. And I have seen the glory of God on many different servants of the Lord throughout my time of walking with God. Um, I've, I've seen people lit up like a light bulb, and I'm not just talking about happy or maybe they're enthusiastic. No, I'm talking about the glory of God. I'm talking about resting on believers who have spent time in prayer and fasting, and you look at them and there's light on them. Who praise God. Hallelujah. May the glory of the Lord be seen on you just like it was on Jesus. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed. That was because of the glory. And running to him, greet it to him. I tell you, the glory of God, it just, it draws people. Uh, they, they don't know what it is. Uh, there's uh, even sinners, they can see it. They, they don't really know how to describe it, but they can realize uh, that there's something on that person, and it is a magnet. It, draw, it draws people. And they came running to him, and they greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. Okay, so he can't talk. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. 
okay so this is uh, not just a case of being mute this is the case of a mute spirit and many times deafness and muteness they go together and there is a spirit behind the situation praise God and we need to recognize when there's a spirit at work hallelujah because there are some things medical science can do to help but there are other things if there's a spirit behind it uh, you know what you can give them drugs you can give them surgery you do all kinds of stuff but it, w- it won't go away why it's a spirit praise God we need to be able to deal with these types of situations and of course whenever you see things like the child being seized or a child or a person being thrown down foaming at the mouth especially gnashing of the teeth becoming rigid you see things like that particularly the gnashing of the teeth you're looking at manifestations of evil spirits praise God hallelujah well pastor Stephen that's just somebody having the seizure well there can be seizures that would be caused by a physical condition that could be just physical alone but a lot of the times a lot of the times it's actually being caused by an evil spirit that has gotten in somehow and when it's an evil spirit it can be cast out now let's continue on verse 19 he answered him and said O faithless generation how long shall I be with you how long shall I bear with you bring him to me then they brought him to him and when he saw him immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming at the mouth so he asked his father how long has this been happening to him and he said from childhood praise the Lord you know just one day of that is too long Woo, one day of the devil Woo, one day of demons getting into your house getting into your life messing with your mind because they had legal access just one day is one day too much so if there's any type of demonic activity in your life of evil spirits or whatever it's time now to close the door on the dirty devil praise God and get him out of your life verse 22 and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water well how come the evil spirit didn't throw the child on the bed why wouldn't he throw him on the mattress hey there's a couch over there let's have him throw him on the couch well the because the devil is out to do one thing he's out to destroy him so he throws him into the fire and to the water why to destroy him the devil doesn't play nice he doesn't play fair he doesn't have a conscience he doesn't have a stop mechanism where he feels compassion and says oh that's enough no he actually gets excited and likes seeing people in agony and the one thing that really brings him a twisted perverted sense of pleasure is seeing God's people of all creation he loves to see God's people humiliated and to be in places of bondage and captivity but enough is enough we are slamming firmly every door on the devil well pastor Stephen the devil's got his foot my door slam the door on his foot 
break his foot, shatter his foot, slam the door, and lock the deadbolt. Praise God. And don't ever let him back in again. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Praise the Lord. My friends, it's very important that you live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. I understand that in the last decade, the last 10 years, there was a lot of good teaching on grace. And it seemed like the books that were being printed and published on the subject of grace would never end. And, you know, you could read the books, and the books are really good. But as the pendulum began to swing, what began as a pure message of the beauty of God's grace began to go in a direction that basically went into extremism, where some ministers just came right out and said, hey, you know, it doesn't really matter how you live, long as you love God. As, you, as long as you love God and you know you, you have a heart for God, God understands your weakness, and if you blow it, you, you sin, that's no big deal. And they basically took it to a place where you can live any way you want, and everything between you and God is still okay. And my friends, that's not scriptural. That is not biblical. And if you just begin to go into areas of darkness and sin, I'm telling you what, it's a trap. And a lot of people, they treat these things lightly, but then they realize, hey, I can't get out. What happened? Well, what got to happen is that you, you were taken into a place of deception. Now, remember Psalm 40, David cried out to the Lord and basically said, hey, Lord, I'm stuck in this mud, this miry clay. And you know what? When I was raised in rural Mississippi, we had a pond. And preferably, you want a pond that has a clay bottom, because clay is very good at holding the water. And so it, they make for really good ponds if you have a lot of clay in your soil. Maybe not very good to build a house on, but definitely good to, you know, have a pond. So we had this nice pond. But the thing is, if, you know, you get your feet down in that, in that clay and in that mud, uh, it creates like a, a suction or like a vacuum, and you could hardly get your feet out of that stuff. You have to pull. Well, it is possible, in a sense, to get yourself in some things that you can't get out of. That's what David said. Hey, Lord, I'm, I'm stuck in this miry clay. And I think that's what happened in the past decade. You had some Christians that just kind of, they, they toyed with sin. They didn't realize the toxic killing nature of sin. They didn't realize that really all Satan wants to do is destroy you. He doesn't play fair. He's out to kill you and take you out. And it won't be any sweat off of his back to do it if you give him permission to do it. So a lot of Christians got themselves into things like David did, where David just said, God, I, I can't get out of this. And if you are listening to me today, and you find yourself still in a place like that, well, I would encourage you to do what David did. Just cry out to the God, cry out, excuse me, cry out to God and say, God, get me out of this clay. I, I cannot get out of it. And God will come. If you really mean it, he will come and he'll get you out of that. And David said he lift, that God lifted him up and put him on a rock and gave him a new song. What's the new song? The new song is, I ain't doing that no more. Woo! My days of messing with that are over. 
Taylor. Woo! Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. The days are of getting the new song. It's, see, it's a new song. What's the song, Pastor Stephen? I'm living holy. Mm. Pastor Stephen, that holiness, that's just a bunch of legalism. Now, go ahead, go ahead and discover the mud then. Have fun in the mud. I'm not getting in the mud. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you, that's, that was a dangerous lie. The, the core thrust of the grace message was true until it began to go over into excess. Then it went into error. And now, even, even still today, you've got some, some of these ministers that went so far, they'll just tell you, you can live any way you want. You can do anything you want. You can, you can do anything to your body that you want, and, it's, and you're still okay as long as you uh, love the Lord. But my friends, that's not what the Bible tells me. John chapter 14, we're going to come back to Mark 9, John chapter 14, verse 15, out of Jesus' own mouth, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, if you love God, you can live however you want. No, no, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, if we follow commandments, we're becoming legalistic. No, no, no. You're becoming obedient. Woo! Well, Pastor Stephen, you're just putting burdens on us. No, hold on just a moment. Hold on just a moment. First John chapter 5, verse 3. This is written by John, the beloved, who out of the twelve apostles had the closest, most intimate walk with the Lord, leaned his head on the Lord's chest very close with the Lord, wrote the book of Revelation, had the epic visions and so forth. But John, as an elder statesman, said this, 1 John 5, verse 3, For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. They are not burdensome. Woo! Hey, would you like to know what a burden is? And I'm not suggesting you do this. If you really want to know what a burden is, get in the sin. You'll find out really fast what weights and shackles and guilt and shame and all the junk that goes with the practice of sin. But look, when you serve God and you follow and obey His commandments strictly, precisely, intently, my friends, you discover not something that's burdensome. You discover liberty. You discover joy. Hallelujah. You get free. Woo! Glory to God. I tell you what, it's, it's fun to be free in the Spirit. Mm-mm. It's fun to love the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. One more. This would be from the book of Job. Job, chapter 36, verse 11. If if has always been a word that denotes conditions and terms that have to be met. They have to be agreeable or else the promise is not manifested. If they obey and serve Him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Pastor Stephen, I'm all for prosperity, and I'm 100% for pleasures. God, bring them on. Well, let's also bring on the first part of that statement. If they obey and serve Him. Obedience. Shout it out. Shout obedience. (laughs) Say, I am determined to be obedient. 
some of you bless your hearts you thought that you could live with that idol in your heart while you still somehow possessed your inheritance but it wasn't true was it it's not true it's not true here's the amazing thing about God God who released into the earth the technology for x-rays my mother was an x-ray specialist she was an x-ray technician she oversaw the entire x-ray department she was the head of it at a very very large hospital in Texas and she was in that industry for I don't know maybe maybe 35 or 40 years and which is also why because she was an x-ray technician she never wanted me and my brothers to play uh, you know like the contact sports like football why would that be Pastor Stephen because she saw all of the injuries she saw all of the broken bones and torn ligaments and whenever all those sports injuries would come in mainly from usually certain sports like football well you've got to come in and get it first thing you have to do is you got to get an x-ray and so she's like I've seen too much of that uh, so you boys find something where you won't break something so you know well you know we somehow gravitated towards track and field and you know we were pretty much free from broken bones praise God but the thing is the thing is my friends is that God who released x-ray technology into the earth God God already has it built into him God because of his God ability can look right into the most deepest secretive areas of our heart and he can see if there's something in there that is disobedience that is disobedience I have ministered in many churches and many of the churches I've been to I've been to numerous numerous times the churches today that I've been to before where I've ministered the churches today that are thriving are churches that every time I went to them the pastor was not only ministering a good word but he or she was walking out that word endeavoring to please God with obedience oh but there's some other churches today that last time I saw them they they just sadly they plummeted why the leadership of those churches particularly the, the senior pastor just did not take the word of God to heart and treated it lightly and lived a life of very casual carefree almost like you know do it do whatever you want and uh, and you know got over in the things where um, yeah we're just shady and they've any church like that that I ever knew that did that they've all gone downhill they've all gone downhill I'm telling you that if you want to come into the prosperity that God promises the fullness of the inheritance that is beautiful that God has planned for you the gateway is narrow and you get there through obedience and through serving God it says if they obey and serve him right now the spotlight of the Holy Spirit is shining is shining and if there's something in there some type of idol I'm not saying you're an idol worshiper but I'm saying there could be something in there that maybe you take the idol out once a month or once every two weeks and you that you you kind of set it back up and then after you've worshiped for a while you're embarrassed of it you're ashamed of it you put it away <laughs> and then you take it back out 
this is what you need to do just you need to say Lord I've repented of that long enough I've asked forgiveness of that long enough and Lord I know that you've forgiven me and I thank you for that but Lord uh, I'm asking you now to help me to just break that Lord by your power and your grace I ask that you would just come down and shatter and smash that thing praise God so that it's gone forever and God my friends will help you to do that praise the Lord so just give it to him give it to him because he wants to be able to walk through all of the chambers of your heart and not find any certain room that's kind of locked up with a sign that says God you can't come into this one see Jesus said that Satan was coming oh he said Satan's coming but he has nothing he has nothing in me he has nothing on me he, he has no access into me it's not like he says hey I've got a key into that place of your heart where you and me have got this thing going on mm-mm Mm -mm. praise God glory to the Lord so God wants to take you into the into the power zone God wants to take you into the rich blessing but my friends throw the devil out throw him out praise God because all he has planned for you is no good so completely get him out don't play don't toy with any type of sin I'm telling you there are rewards associated with righteousness and God expects us to honor him in this area now verse verse 20 22 often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him now watch this statement this was a no-no watch what he said but if you can do anything have compassion on us and help us this is what the man said to Jesus but if you can do anything have compassion on us and help us the statement rings with unbelief the statement rings just reverberates with doubt and uncertainty Jesus said to him if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes in other words Jesus says don't put this whole thing over on God you have a part you have a responsibility to play in this also immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears Lord I believe help my unbelief thank God for his honesty and I'm sure the Lord appreciated that thank God that he didn't stand there and quarrel and said I have faith well you know he obviously didn't he had some struggles he had some doubts and he confessed that he admitted that and he suddenly just pulled it together and said I, I see it Lord I even my own words reveal that I'm not I'm not fully trusting and believing like I should and so when the Lord corrected him then he rises up and that's when he said Lord he said I believe praise God now again Jesus said all things are possible to him who believes so what we have to do we have to work on this area of belief now I'm not talking about belief that's in your head where you just get a bunch of Bible commentaries and you read all the commentaries and the commentaries sometimes unfortunately are written by people that were not spirit filled and in some cases were even written by people that were not even born again or saved okay but I'm talking about reading and studying materials that are 
by those who are filled with the Spirit that are teaching the full gospel message, and you continue to study the Word and meditate on the Word, and you're working in, in that area of faith because the belief, the faith area is in the heart. It's not in the head. Now, it will affect your mind. It will affect the way you think, but your faith is primarily in your heart. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 25, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him and he became as one dead so that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? That would be the spirit, the deaf, uh, excuse me, the mute spirit. So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Mm -mm. This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. There's something about prayer and fasting that really allows your faith begin to arise that when you fast and pray and you take time to absorb certain scriptures into your spirit whoo praise god i can't really explain the dynamics of what goes on in the spirit realm of how it impacts your faith so greatly but let me just say this your faith starts to go up now fasting and prayer must be centered around the Word of God. When you're fasting, going without food, and when you're praying, spending time in, in prayer, you also want to take that time to meditate on the Word of God. And that Word, it's like suddenly you'll begin to grab it. And what you couldn't grab or what you couldn't lift before, suddenly it now seems possible. Now, with the natural mind, the natural mind will, may still think, well, there's no logical way this can be done, but within your heart, which is where faith resides, within your heart, you begin to realize, I can do this by the power of God. Woo, hallelujah. And miracles begin to seem possible. What's going on? Your faith is rising. You are beginning to believe. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And before you know it, you are actually walking in the manifestation, the reality of that miracle. Now, the power of God is available 24-7 because the Holy Spirit is here. But it's just like if I placed on the stage here, on the platform, 500 pounds I could not lift that. Now, some years back, the, the platform, the stage area here, we had completely rebuilt. And the carpenter that did the work, he laid the, the strongest layers of subfloor that could be laid here on this platform. And he said, he said, Pastor Stephen, he said, this platform would literally hold up an elephant. It is so strong now. And I, I have no doubt that it would. But even if I put 500 pounds on this platform, I cannot lift that over my head. But in the spirit realm, in the realm of faith, 
there are promises of God and initially you may not be able to lift it or move it whether it's a deaf dumb spirit whether it's some other type of challenge but if you'll continue to fast and pray and meditate on the word and just pour on the prayer and keep meditating on the word they'll they'll come a change within your heart and you'll begin to thank God you can do this God we can do this together God this is going to happen see we don't always need to understand the mechanical spiritual dynamics of how it works all you need to know is that if you apply those three of fasting and prayer and meditating on the word I'm telling you you'll get to the point you can lift that thing over your head praise God mm, thank you Lord Jesus hallelujah praise God Lord we give you praise I want us to go just for a moment to the gospel of Mark chapter 11 verse 20 uh, 23 it says for assuredly I say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed now that would be like the impossible situation the thing that unless the power of God contacts it it's never going to change it's never going to leave or you'll never be able to lift it or move it okay for surely I say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt where not in his head but in his heart see faith is not in the head faith is in the heart Woo! praise God and so when you're fasting and when you're praying and when you're meditating on scripture there is just something that begins to happen where previously you may have thought you know what I just don't see how this could happen but you begin to get into that realm and you begin to move into the miracle realm and you will have miracle genuine validated miracle testimonies and proofs praise the Lord look the time for these incomplete so-called testimonies has to stop where people say you know this was happening and this is happening and it looked like it was going to happen and but but then it didn't happen praise the Lord well, no, 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 don't say praise the Lord when nothing happened. Well, we, we, almost, we almost made it, but, but, but you didn't make it. That's, that's like trying to say we, oh, we almost landed the plane. Well, that's called the crash. That's called a wreck. No, we need to have full, complete testimonies where you punch it through all the way through to the other side, and then we can shout hallelujah. Then we can say praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. You've got to cross the finish line, and you do that by maintaining that faith within your heart. Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt where? In his heart. Okay. But believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Praise the Lord. I have seen believers make what would appear to be faith confessions I believe Pastor Stephen praise God I have the victory and the next thing you know they they flopped or they went under they or they went down what was going on they were just saying it out of their head they never really took time to meditate on the word where they themselves sat down with their Bibles and took the teaching whether it's my teaching or the teaching of good full gospel ministers and they took it and they begin to get into the word and look at it and meditate on it and make their notes and get it on the pages of their heart and begin to speak it and say it and and, and you know I'm telling you what when you get into it like that it'll work for you 
it will work for you. Praise God. And then you begin to separate from all the funny business that's out there. Mm. So you, know, you have those that they, they, they talk a good talk, but then you look and there's no proofs. And then you realize, you realize it's just in their head. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But God is going to give you those miracles. As you give God your very best and push all the way to the finish line, you're going to cross that finish line. Oh, yes, you may cross it. You may feel fatigued and you may feel like, wow, Lord, I really had to expend something. But that's okay. That's okay. You earn it in faith. Praise God. You earn it in faith and you walk it out with God. And then you can celebrate a real victory. Woo, praise the Lord. This year is going to be a year of gigantic victories. I'm telling you, God wants to do things that are way beyond what you could ever do in your natural strength or ability. God wants to bring his power on the scene and do miracles in your life, whether it's the healing of a child who's mute or deaf. And I've seen those types of miracles in my ministry. God can do those types of things. Praise the Lord today. Whatever that situation is, God can dissolve it by the power of the Holy Spirit that can come on the scene when there is a vibrant faith. But we must not have the mentality or the mindset of that father who just kind of sat back and said, now, Jesus, if you know, if there's something you can do, you know, uh, help us out here. And Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So we really need to get our believing up into that faith zone. I'm talking about that vibrant faith zone. And if it's not in that place, we need to work on that. Praise God. Well, Pastor Stephen, this seems like uh, like expenditure, like work. Well, if you really want the real thing, yes. Yes. And if you've been told that you can come, at, come into it through some other way, you were misinformed. You have to make application of the truths of God's Word. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe some things that you kind of uh, rolled into, or, or how can I say, you kind of rode into them on the coattails of somebody else's anointing. But you know what? There'll come a place where you can't, you can't ride that anointing of somebody else anymore. You have to come in on your own vehicle of faith. And maybe when you were young in the Lord and you didn't understand faith principles and biblical principles, maybe at that point God allowed you to ride the anointing of somebody else and you got your healing off somebody else's anointing or you got a breakthrough because somebody else prayed it through for you. But you know what? God won't let you stay in diapers forever not, not, because he wants you to rise into the image of his son, which is a mature image where you are walking with the Lord. Hallelujah. And you are breaking through. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, the amazing promise here is that all things are possible to him who believes. So what are those things that you want God to do this year for you? They may appear to be impossible in the natural, but they're not with God. All things are possible to him who believes. If you can wrap your faith around it, it doesn't matter if it's 10,000 pounds. You can lift it. These are spiritual things. If you can lift it in faith, you can, it'll move it in the natural. It will flat out move it in the natural. Praise God. So go to work on your faith. Build up your faith muscles. Look, you may weigh 150 pounds in the natural, but in the spiritual, you can be a, a, a titan. You can be a juggernaut. You can be 
just powerful in the spirit praise the Lord and that's what will move it if you're powerful in the spirit it will move it in the natural praise the Lord hallelujah and you just speak you speak and the power is released glory to the Lord let me pray for you Heavenly Father I pray for those that are watching today that this be a year of exploits of doing what would be considered the impossible and others will sit back and say when they hear their testimonies oh God others will say they did it they actually did it and so father we thank you thy speak to those that are walking in now that breakthrough anointing that they're going to go from victory to victory from one level of glory to another level of glory so father let your glory be seen up upon them for breakthrough and for real miracles and testimonies we thank you father God we give you all of the praise we give you all of the praise we thank you father for those times of prayer and fasting well where even there has been a corporate fast that we will be soon completing as we'll cross the finish line of that time of consecration there will be other times when later in the year where but perhaps you'll speak to, for us to fast a day or two or three because we'll keep that anointing high so father we thank you for fasting and prayer and meditating on the word and that strength that anointing for miracles and breakthroughs thank you father god thank you father god for miracles quickly this year thank you father in the name of jesus praise the lord praise god amen god's working with your mind right now god's working with your thought processes right now god's working with the way that you think with the way that you are envisioning the things that you would like uh, for him to do in your life again he wants to do beyond what you could do in the natural he wants to put his super upon your natural this is how you get into it praise the lord praise the lord Father, we just thank you. We give you praise and glory. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's an anointing flowing right now. And so the Lord will want you to talk with him about what it is that you want him to do. And you can get your faith up to that place. He's going to meet you there. He'll meet you there. You'll receive the miracle. Praise God. Praise God. So, Father, we thank you. We ask you that you would seal it in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Yes, God's going to do it for you. God's going to do it for you. Hallelujah. You know, when you serve the Lord with all of your heart, somebody might say, well, Pastor Stephen, I, I really don't know, though, if, if God will do it for me. You know what? It doesn't matter who the person is. If the person obeys the Lord, follows the principles of God and works the word and really goes after God with all their heart there's no way that you could ever say well we just don't know if God will do it for that person no God would be unjust if he did not do it for the person who works the word because God would then have to violate his own word See, God can't say, well, I'll, I'll do it for you, and, uh, uh, but I won't do it for this one. Uh, although you made the same application and you, 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 know, you really gave, gave it your best, I'm just not going to do it for you. No, it doesn't work like that. God is no respecter of persons. There's nobody can sit back and say, well, God didn't do it for me. It won't work for me. No, he would have to violate his word. He would have to break his own word if he did that. If you work it, he'll meet you there. 
praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So I'm just saying there is a reward when you work His Word, when you really go after the Lord, there, is, there are rewards associated. And trust me, you'll see, you'll see God move on the scene. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, Father, we just thank You that You're not some kind of a joker. Father God, we thank You that You uphold Your Word, and You watch over Your Word to perform it, and that when Your people take Your Word seriously, they hold to it and believe it. And rise to the place where they can take a hold of it with real, solid belief. We thank you, Father God, there's miracle anointing released every single time. We thank you for your reward coming into the lives of your people. We give you all of the praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Let's get ready to take Holy Communion today. If you're watching today's program, and you do not know Christ as your Lord and Savior. Jesus is ready right now to save you. All you have to do is put your faith and trust in Him. Believe on Him, and you will be saved. Pray this prayer after me if you would like to receive Him as your Lord and Savior. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner. Jesus, I repent, I turn from my sins, and I turn to you. Now, Jesus, through your precious blood, wash my sins away. Write my name in your book of life. I believe that you died for me on the cross, that on the third day you were raised from the dead. I accept you now as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen praise God and so whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved and Jesus has saved you indeed praise God let us all now take holy communion together I'm telling you God does not kid around with his word he does not toy with his word his though heaven and earth pass away his word will never ever pass away the planets the stars the you know the earth or whatever uh, you know you know but God's Word is unchanging. If you believe it, you will never, ever be disappointed or let down. Praise God. So I encourage you, go all out on God's Word. Put every bit of your faith and trust into God's Word. Father, we thank You for the bread. We thank You for the grape juice. We bless it. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus, our Savior. Father, we're so thankful that we're tied in to the covenant, the covenant blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We rejoice, O God, in this. We rejoice in the new covenant of eternal life in Christ and forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Father God, that you have made provision for us to experience nothing less than perpetual victory in Christ your Son. So, Father, as we receive the body of Christ, we receive the Word, the incorruptible Word. Father, all flesh is as grass and will pass away, but Your Word stands forever. We put our faith and trust in Your Word. We receive the body of Jesus now by faith. Let's partake. Amen. I came here today to tell you 
that if you will take a hold of God's word with all of your heart, you will not ever be disappointed. Not one time. God has never disappointed one person who has ever lived on planet earth, is living now, or will ever live. There is, there is not one person who ever took hold of God's word who's ever been disappointed. If you believe it, it'll work for you, praise God. But it has to be genuine faith, and your faith has to be strong at that point. Not make-believe, not wishful thinking, not something out of your head. It has to be real, genuine, solid faith, and you take a hold and believe. You'll receive it. You'll receive the miracle every time. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. It's mighty cleansing power. We thank you. There's no sin that the blood cannot cleanse. So, Father, we confess all sin unto you. And we thank you that you said that when we confess our sins to you, that you are faithful and just. Ooh, and we hold you to your word. 1 John 1, 9. You are faithful and, to ju and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, we take hold of that. We believe it. We receive it in Jesus' name. Right now, as we receive the blood of Jesus, amen. Let's partake together. Woo! Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe all things, are possible to him who believes. Pastor Stephen, that just sounds too good to be true. That came out of somebody's intellect. That came out of somebody's mind who would say something like that. That comes out of, a, that comes out of the thinking of a person who has no concept or no idea that God's Word actually right now is holding the universe together. That God's Word is holding all things together. Mm. Or if not, we'd float off in the space. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It'll never fail you. It'll never disappoint you. Thank you, Father. This is a year of miracles, breakthroughs, and unprecedented increase upon increase. As you step out in faith on God's Word, hold to it with all of your heart. Continue to exercise your faith. Build yourself up big and strong. And this year is going to be a year unlike any other. Praise God. Well, I'll see you back next time. Next time will be Wednesday, which I'm sure some of you are looking forward to. That will be the final concluding day of the fast. Till then, continue to press in. Stay strong in the Lord. Stay strong in the faith. God's going to do miracles for you. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.